today on The Breakdown. We've got world champion Ryan Reese playing a hand against EPT crusher Manic Lozer, and it's a hand that set the internet on fire for a brief period. And it's a hand that I think some people will watch it and really not know what the hell just happened and how it could have happened the way it did. Um, And others maybe think it's pretty straightforward. I don't know. I'm excited to talk about it for sure. I'll say this. Ryan Reese has 10 high throughout the hand. Throughout the hand, he's got 10 high. And it's going to be, it's a big spot. We're five-handed on EPT here. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Five hundred on EPT Monte Carlo, which I guess used to mean more. That used to be like the grand final or whatever. Well, they actually had a grand final, which wasn't was it always was Monte Carlo the only time they did the grand final? I think they for a long time always oh, okay. had it there, but now it's just another EPT stop. I yes. think right. Yeah, but it's so also Monte Carlo, so that's kind of cool. It's cool. It's uh, only a fifty three hundred dollar buy in or fifty three hundred. Euro, yeah. I should say, buy-in, which is, uh, in the old days, that's, it was just pricier, I guess, right? The grand final is 25,000 euro, right? I, I think. I don't know, man. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of, you know, facts and figures. And You ever play with Ryan Reese? I have never played with Ryan Reese. Have you? Yeah, I played with him once in the marathon at the World Series of Poker two years mm. ago. thing about him, he's a lot taller than you might think. Really? It's like 6'6". Six, six. No. Yeah. That is shocking to me. He's tall. You ever play with Manic Lozer? No. I I played with Manic Lozer on day four of the World Series main event. You know the thing about him? What? He is shockingly tall as well. Both those guys. Really? He looks like, I mean, I I would guess he's taller than Ryan Reese. They're they're so tall, these guys. These guys are huge. And it's weird because poker is populated with, you know, normal to short people. I think it's it's populated by a normal distribution of heights. Absolutely not true. Mostly short (laughs) people. Why would you say that? I've seen them. I've seen them all. And, uh. And some normal-sized people, but very few tall people. And, of our uh, poker-playing friends, you're the shortest, right? Um, it depends on you know what you consider a friend, yeah. I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but you're among the shortest of like the people who, who take poker seriously that you hang out with. Um, that may be true. If not the second shortest, you're yeah. the shortest. And yet, I tower over most players. No, you the don't. Of poker. No, you don't. You're they short. ask me. They ask me to get things off like the shelf for them and stuff. You know, that's not true. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, these guys are tall, and that's important. They are super tall. <laughs> um, yeah. Ryan Reese, also, inexplicably, during the marathon, just this is just random, but he just had, like, seven $100 bills in front of him, kind of, like, laid out vertically in front of him, each with its own individual space the whole time, and there was never any explanation for it, or <laughs> he, and he never used them, and I have no idea why they were there. And no one asked him about it? No. Weird. Yeah. Is Ryan Reese the kind of guy you don't feel like you really, there's space to talk to him? Because there's yeah. some there's some players who are like that. Yeah, sort of. It's kind of like um, kind of shut off and like right. seems unhappy all the time type right. of thing. Absolutely. Um, Lozer doesn't. When I play with him, and this I only play with him for an hour on day four, to be clear. But um, he has that sort of Euro, Euro EPT high roller thing where no one talks to him and he doesn't talk to anyone. You know, he's just doing his own thing, and that's fine. You yeah. Know? But definitely doesn't feel super approachable either. And there are some players who are absolutely like why i have a different vibe oh like sure. approach jesse sylvie is like my favorite example of this where he's just like super friendly and talkative and the nicest guy basically yeah. and uh so yeah you, berkey berkey's like that too berkey's really nice yeah even though he just lit us up on twitter still super nice guy <laughs> uh i don't know if he lit us he up. might have lit us up on twitter but um anyway uh yeah so anyway 
So these guys are tall and they don't like to talk. <laughs> we no, got a hand for you though. This is important. Who, um, who suggested this hand? We got four suggestors. We got, of course, Max Sawyer, who I think in a way you helped him become I did. a true goat competitor yeah. by challenging him. I think saying he didn't belong in the Hall of Fame, which was, of course, absurd at the time. That's like saying if LeBron retired at 30, he wouldn't have belonged in the Hall of Fame. Of course he would have. Of course he would have, Jonathan. But <laughs> since 30, it's been a pretty impressive run. It has and been I think that's what's going on with Max Sawyer. People were like, LeBron's not as good as Jordan. He never will be. And guess what? Now, now he's in the conversation. I mean, Max Sawyer's in the... Co- he's not there. No one would say he's better than Jordan. No. But in this case, Ben Page. But he is now in the... He's on the short list. He's like in the top five. Like, he's in everyone's top five now. Oh, it's like, sure. Oh, I mean, he's... And then the people I mean, might like argue. Paul, Paul Pierce has him like seven, but Paul Pierce is an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Paul knows. Pierce is like, I'm six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. He's, he's legit top five. I do think actually my, my poo-pooing your instant freaking you know, inauguration into like the hall of fame was a good thing for him. Just as a good thing for Ben page. Not that we put down Ben page, but we always made a thing about Ben page's name. I think the people we spend more attention to, to even if it's negative attention, they do more work. It's really unfair. <laughs> it's like when teachers give certain children in the classroom more attention, they yeah. end up, you know, going to Ivy league Being schools. superstars. Yeah. And like it's these like, two. well, why didn't you give my kid attention? It's like, well, because your kid kind of sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> you realize though, if you take that for no, let's not enough, take it further. You're now putting down everybody else who ever suggests things. But I will say this: the more you suggest things, the more you're like you get noticed by us, and the more we're going to talk about you. Yeah. Also, if you have a funny name, that helps. <laughs> sure. Like it does. Ben Page. All right, let's get to the other suggestors. Anyway, yeah. we got some other some all stars here. Uh, Holden Cantrell, who's actually a Hall of Famer. Yeah. At this point, he's a Hall. Yeah. Famer. Bill Wending is like an all star type guy probably i don't know about a hall of fame Sorry, i mean bill. here you go again apparently if you've started once in the league now you're on the all nba team okay bill wending is at least a good veteran the, yeah, like, yeah he i mean how many suggestions do you think he's ever made he's made that's gotten through of course like that we've actually done tennis oh i oh i would have guessed it was like five so if uh, you're right then fair enough and if i'm right then then i'm right and then we got uh, a rookie New. andre luis m farias all right which is a very long name so you know that makes it kind of rooting name. against you <laughs> <laughs> too hard to say the name. Say the name one more time just for me. Andre Luis M. Farias. Andre Luis M. Farias. That's a great name, and I want you to please make more suggestions. A, to hear Grant say the name, but B, because I want to say that more. And it might be Louis. I'm not sure. Yeah, you'll like never know. And we'll never know. All right. There's anyway. No knowing. Ipiti Monte Carlo, where everything I imagine costs ungodly amounts of money, a banana for $75 type of thing. Well, probably 7 75 I mean, in Vegas, a banana is three dollars. At the win, it's like three fifty for a banana. Yeah. So it, in Monte Carlo, it's probably like seven, eight, nine bucks. Yeah. Oh, those people are awful. So the payouts are probably not that fancy in Monte Carlo that these guys are getting. Like the people walking on the street are dumping this out of their pocket change. But we are five handed. The current payout is two hundred six thousand euros. Mm. First place is going to be six hundred three thousand euros. The next payout is two sixty five. So significant jump coming. But not compared to the difference between I mean, here. Not really. I mean, yeah. like the what's first place is six hundred, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, these guys should be playing to try and win, or at least finish. Like, like there aren't huge laddering moments, especially for a guy like Ryan Reese, who's won millions. You know, yeah. um, not for a while anyway. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, and Ryan Reese is the significant short stack coming into the hand. We're going to talk about with just six big blinds. Yeah. Um, and this is where it's brutal to have big blind Annie where you're mm. super short and it comes to you in the big blind. Now, it feels more brutal than it is because, not, of course, yeah. you would have lost the same amount in orbit, but not in this case because they're five-handed uh, and the big blind any has not been halved yet. They have it at four-handed. 
So five-handed is the most brutal time to be short-stacking Big Bite Annie. And he's quite short-stacked, yeah. as you said. Like, he's got, what, six blinds or something? Six blinds. Oh. Well, he's so got eight. He had four. eight. Well, yeah. no, he had seven, because he put one in, and then the, and then he's got... Right, right. So he's got seven blinds. Yeah. But that is... Uh, yeah, that's really tough. And it, it's it's those spots where he's just got to be looking to shove so much, especially as the as the button moves away from him, basically. And, yeah. you know, as he's about to be in the big blind, like, he's just got to be wider than he would otherwise be, you know, when he's this short. Can we take a quick aside and yeah. discuss the strategic implications of this? Because I haven't thought about it before. Because when I've played Big Blind Annie in the past, it's been smaller stuff where they don't have it when they're supposed to. Yeah. But effectively, with Big Blind Annie, you're supposed to have it when you get to four-handed or less. Otherwise, the big the ante is far too much. And to be clear, Grant is saying have, yeah. H-A-L-V-E, yeah. have it. Yeah, not yeah so like you pay a small blind yeah. instead of a big blind right. sized ante when you're the big blind. Sure. Which makes tons of sense for when you're shorter handed because it's supposed to emulate the same amount of ante that would be paid for a full orbit. Right. Right? Makes plenty of sense. What strategic implications should that have when you're either a big stack or a short stack when you're like five-handed, which mm. is like the weirdest, highest pressure That's point. a great question. Well, okay, well, so the antes are as big as they're ever going to be. Right. So you should be stealing more. Right. If you're a big stack, you should be opening a ton. Everybody should be stealing more. Yeah. Is the deal. And then everyone should be re-stealing more as a result if that's happening. Right? Yeah. So I think that's it. Like, just like, you know, when the antis are bigger, like, there's still, hopefully when we go to the World Series this year, there will not be any non-Big Blind I'm pretty sure it's all Big Blind Annie now. I hope so. But, like, that hasn't been the case. Like, I played a tournament... Uh, at Chinook, we played tournaments where they were doing normal yeah. anti stuff. So sometimes the antis are bigger relative to the blind. Sometimes they're smaller. And so when they're right. bigger, like you the, should steal uh, more, you know? Right. There's like the 612-2 or the 612-1 level, then the 816-2 level. The 816-2 right. level is a super high value steal right. spot. And that's like where you should be. And so you should. And this is what we've always yeah. done is like plan for those spots yeah. and be like, okay, now it's time to rev up. And like if I'm going to have a marginal move I'm going to make, it's going to be in that level, not the level before it. Right. When it's the whatever. Right. The six twelve one versus the eight sixteen two. So that's not really going to come up nearly as much that type of thought process with big blind Annie because you have to be at the final table for it to take effect. Right, it, like basically. So, but it is something to keep in mind. Certainly, if you're at the final table and it's big blind Annie and you're starting to get to like seven six five handed, steal more. Especially if they are, um, if they're if they're having it, right? right? And, and not everybody's going to be aware of this in oh, no most way. tournaments, you know. And honestly, even if they are, it's hard to like hard to adjust too much back because it's because it's just half a blind more right i mean it's right. not like but that matters by the way if they're not stealing if they're better. not having it keep stealing forever uh, like yeah of course think of how much value it is when you're three-handed if they don't have it it's, it's crazy. crazy that's why you have to have it because yeah. like you can't you can't have it be three-handed with the same big i mean blind Annie. they they're tournaments where they absolutely do that i know and it's wrong yeah but you know that's life anyway anyway quick discussion there so reese six blinds after he posts the ante because he is the big blind in this hand. The second shortest stack is 16 blinds. So shouting distance from Reese, but Reese feels like there's not really much like ICM value in preserving the stack. He's going to have no. to, he's going to have to move up pretty quick. Reese has to be looking to gamble for sure. I'm sure he has been. Um, and it hasn't going super well since he's down to six blinds. Like rarely are you going to even be in a, or seven blinds. It's rare to even be in a spot where you're going to be down to that many. You know? I kind of disagree. As a person who I've played like in live tournaments, I've played significantly more of them than you. Mm -hmm. And I think I find myself in spots with six to seven blinds a lot more frequently than you would expect. Really? Because if you like, I am an exploitative player a lot of the time live, but once you get down to a shove stack, it's like a lot of that goes out the window mm -hmm. and it's mostly just like playing the ranges that make sense. And there's just been so many times 
where you start with 12 blinds and you're like, or I'm trying to find a shove spot. You go through the blinds. You've had like Jack five minus the whole time. And it just keeps happening for a full other orbit. It's like, well, I know that I like, it sucks to get down to seven blinds. I'm under the gun now, but I'm not going to shove. I'm not going to shove eight, four off under the gun just because, right. You know? Sure. So that happens more than you would think. I mean, it, it, I guess it just depends on how active the tables are, right? Because, like, a lot of times, too, like, you're down to, like, eight or nine blinds or ten blinds, and you're, like, looking for a spot, and then there's raise, uh, active tables where they're raising a lot yeah. pre-flop in front of you, and, you can't and now do you have no fold equity, yeah. and now you actually have to have something. Right. And, yeah, and so sometimes they just, like, take away all your spots. You're like, oh, nine, ten suited, I have to fold. Right. You know? The hand I'm 100% shoving otherwise, stuff like that. A lot of it is about, like, what hands you get in the button and the cutoff, because that's where you're going to be shoving a ton mm-hmm. um, if, if it folds to you. So if they don't if they don't fold to you, that's one time when that can happen. Right. Or if it's like, yeah, I'm on the button, but I'm definitely not supposed to shove 10, four off anyway. Like I know I have eight blinds on the button, not supposed to do it anyway. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely haven't experienced being at like six and seven blinds very often, except like in sit and go type situations this is really different. Yeah. Um, anyway, but back to this. So, so Reese is short. <clears throat> he is short. I imagine this is, this is the EBT and you know, manic losers at this table. I don't know who else, I don't know the names of the other guys, but I think it's like a tough table. I don't. I think it's actually a really I tough. I don't table. recognize any of their names. They played five-handed for hours and hours and hours. I know that. Um, so everyone is playing like tough, probably, probably. I would imagine. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, let's gamble a little bit first. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is a place you should do it. Okay. Bingo, bango, bongo. That's what they like to say there. They invented that. Uh, yeah. Not. Mike Sexton stole it from them. Mike Sexton is stealing everything all the time, but Nitrogen Sports isn't. And that's right. why you should play there. That's one reason. They give you your Bitcoin fast when you withdraw it. You know, they don't do any bullshit. 90 minutes. You hit the withdraw button, 90 minutes. Nobody else does that, Jonathan. Who does that? Nobody else, Grant. Thank you for answering correctly. You're that like that Jeopardy guy who I am. always wins. James Alstrasser. Yeah, sports better guy. Yeah. Which is something you can do on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, by hey, the way. Maybe he does even. It's possible he does if he's smart like the audience is. And by the way, if you use the link in the description of this podcast, when you sign up for nitrogen, you get access to our exclusive monthly poker guys tournament. You've heard about it before, but let it get pounded into your brain a little harder because you're kind of a dummy. If you're not playing it, it's such a high value tournament, perhaps the most high value repetitive tournament in the world. Wow. As far as buy-in versus expected value. Yeah. You know what? You might be right. Didn't think about that. Probably, oh, let's start calling it that. I love pro- it. I'm sure there's one-offs that have been higher value. But no, but repetitive? This has happened, what, 14, 15 times? Yeah. Where they're giving away effectively 13 buy-ins or more per, per buy-in. Yeah. I, it's absurd. Yeah. It might actually be the highest value thing you can do. The greatest in value in poker. The Poker Guys Nitrogen Tournament. Use the link in the description when you sign up. Otherwise, you can't even see the tournament, though. That's so great. Definitely worth checking out. Happens the last Man. Sunday of every month. And you can't even see it unless you use the link in the description. That's good. That's cool. You like that, Yeah, huh? we're going to use that a lot. That's fancy schmancy stuff over here. All right. So there's a hand. Yeah, I guess we'll get to the hand. Okay. Um, it's only 15 minutes in. So folds to Manny Gloser in the small blind, and I am kind of baffled by his decision here. This, this hand's all about really one decision, but this is a small decision that also happens. Yeah. Where, as you know, Reese's stack, it's tiny. He's got six blinds, including the big blind that he's put in. Yeah. So four blinds behind. And Loser is in the small blind with fifty blinds. No, it's, not, it's four blinds behind. Yeah, I thought sure. he had. Four, I thought he had six blinds behind. Oh no, five blinds behind. So he only has a million now in front of him. I thought he was one point yeah. two million. No, one point two million um, before he posts the. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
I am sure. Because uh, Reese has a total of, yeah, 1.2 million before he posts. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So he's um, got five lines back. Yeah, five lines back. Um, so Loser is... He has like six deuce, right? Has six deuce off in the small blind. Yeah. And 50 blinds. And this seems like a really straightforward fold. Yep. That seems very obvious to me you're folding there. Like, but Manic Loser is really good. So we have to think about this because he limps. Because if I, if I wasn't going to fold six deuce, I think I would just shove six deuce and like hope that Reese either folds for some reason, which I guess is possible. Reese might fold some hands or we get to yeah. like take our 38% equity and knock him out. I mean, like, Reese is definitely going to fold a few hands. Yeah. There, um, but not too many. But like, like, you know, anything with, I think, a Broadway card in it, he's calling. Anything like student connected, he's calling. Anything yeah. like that, you know, 10 8 suited, he's calling. But there's a lot of hands. I mean, Reese is calling like 7 8 off and stuff like that, I would think. With five blinds back, and now he only has to pay half yeah. a blind all the way? I don't think he is. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. He still has fold equity. Yeah, so I don't know why Loser is limping rather than folding, which seems like option A, and right. option B would be shoving. Yep, I think option A is really the move here. Yeah. Option B seems better than calling, where you feel like Reese can shove a lot once we complete. Maybe maybe Loser's just aware, like, when when Loser completes, it looks really scary to Reese, and so Reese isn't going to shove that much. It looks but it's like not he's like, like six please shove. plays great out of position anyway. Like, why are we trying exactly. to play a pot with six? Deuce? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I know we're five handed, and there's a big blind Annie that has not been halved, so there's a lot of value in the pot. So, so he doesn't steal it. Miss out on that. Yeah, but steal it then, right? Yeah. Um, no, I agree. This seems really like a mistake. At the same point, Loser is a high high end player, so maybe there's a dynamic that's been going on with them and the blinds and stuff that we're not aware of. Maybe he's like forcing himself to limp literally every small blind because that's part of his metagame. Maybe he's like, okay, I have to have some completions of the small blind where I fold when he shoves. And so uh, because he's only got this many blinds, like I actually have to complete everything. Yeah. Maybe. And I have fold a very few things. This is one of the things I'll fold. I feel but, like it's but a it lot, feels like dumb. Why I feel not like just throw it away? It's better to ship everything than complete everything with, with Reese's stack. I agree. Like it just like, practically works out so much like better. Like putting in, putting in the extra half a blind where it's only f- now. It's only four more to call, right? Yeah. Wait. So there's more. What? Five more to call. Five more to call. Yeah. Because he's got five behind, right? Right. So there's there's three blinds in there. If Reese were to shove, it'd be eight blinds, and it's five to win eight. So six deuce is probably not good enough to call with five to win eight, but most of his range is. So maybe he actually can do it thinking like Reese is only going to shove. Reese isn't going to shove everything because Reese knows he's getting called almost always. Because Loser has to call almost everything. Loser has to call seven, eight off for sure. Yeah. But now, again, I think he would just shove it. It almost looks like Loser's trapping because it's, you can't imagine. He's it doesn't gonna, matter what it looks like. It, like, this is a yeah. moment for practicality, I, I not agree. for a theory. Like, like, you're out of position with a terrible hand. Why? Just, just give it up or move in and mostly give it up. I agree with you. It it's seems like strange. a mistake. It's very strange, but that's what Loser does. Okay. And Reese is in the big blind with the uh, untrue Doyle, the 10 deuce off, 10 of spades, deuce of clubs. Yeah, it's true terrible Doyle hand. being 10 deuce of spades. So you got halfway there. And uh, this is not one of the hands that Reese wants to just ship it in for no, no real reason with. Nope. He gets to play a pot in position and mostly just going to fold. Yeah. And that's fine. And hope to pick up a hand in the next orbit because it's getting real tight. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know that feeling when like you just keep folding and you're like keep losing chips in a tournament and you just like feel the walls closing in on you. <laughs> you, know, you know that feeling? I do know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so Reese is experiencing that right now. It's very painful. Reese flops pretty well. Once he checks, the pot is 600K, mm-hmm. by the way, um, which is crazy because Reese has 980K total behind, and some of the pot's already 600K because I mean, it's of the absurd. big because of the big blind Annie. Absurd spot. Yeah. 
Go on. What's Nine of f- diamonds, eight of clubs, jack of diamonds flop. Open ender, baby. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have we have five blinds. <laughs> Loser checks. I mean, great. Reese checks. Why? I don't know. This is another really surprising decision. Now Reese is going to have to fold the turn if it's like a three in Loser bets. Yeah. Why wouldn't Reese move in and be like, it's okay if I get called. I'm ready to gamble here, baby. I flopped really well for having 10 deuce. Once in a while, I'll fold them out. Even if you think you're rarely folding them out. Once in a while, I fold them out. And when I don't, I'm open-ended. It's okay. And if he has a jack, he has, by the way, if he has a nine or an eight and he calls, which he will, I have tens also. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I've got five blinds. Like, it's not like there's go. another five blind stack. I'm really surprised he doesn't move in here. This feels like such an obvious move in. Yeah, it really does. You're moving with any pair. That's it. I mean, now maybe, maybe does Reese think like Loser knows I don't have a jack because I would have moved in with a jack, but it's okay. You can have a nine or an eight. Yeah. Loser can have, I mean, it's just weird. Loser can have things that just can't call here. It feels like Loser is playing face up. Like this is a board where it feels like if Loser hit any of it, he would have bet. Reese must think Loser really has something. Like why wouldn't he move in? He must think this is like a big trap and he just has something. I guess. I got nothing else that makes any sense. Loser checking, I think, makes a little more sense. Like, this board is pretty coordinated. Maybe he doesn't expect enough folds to, to effectively move Reese in with the six high, where he's going to have no equity when he gets called. Yeah, he's worried Reese is going to call with, like, just a queen. Yeah. Although Reese may not have any queens. <laughs> Reese may, may just be moving in with queen high pre-flop when he has five blinds back. Unless your whole trapping theory of the small blind yeah. thing is true. Right. Which, then, then he's just like, I'm not going to be an idiot. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. not just see a flop? Yeah. I mean, with queen four off, you feel real dumb when you like move in for no reason where you could have yeah. just like seen a flop or He's like, like I have ace 10 yeah. sucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, pretty, I think I get Loser's check, but Reese's check is weird. I don't understand. So I'm surprised Loser completed pre and I'm really surprised Reese checks here. Really surprised. Well, that's where we are. Okay. Pot's still 600K. Reese still has 980K. Yeah. Turn is the jack of clubs pairing the top card. Okay. Loser checks again. I feel like Loser should take a shot here. I'm surprised Loser doesn't take a shot when all Ryan Reese has done is shown no interest in this pot as far as we can tell, right? Like Loser could, if he's, that one trapping, blind. If he's trapping with ace high, now he would feel safe to bet ace high, like just to protect against whatever random equity race. Ryan I mean, Reese just, had. just bet a blind. Like it's yeah. fine. If you have a showdown of a hand call, if you don't fold the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Feels very straightforward, but okay. But he's, he checks. He checks. Fine. And Reese checks back. Why? Why is Reese checking again? I don't know. Wouldn't he? Wh- like, he really thinks Loser has quad jacks or something. <laughs> like, I mean, if you if you somehow checked back a nine because you were like uh, trapping or something like that, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to give another free card. I basically have a pot size bet. I have a, what one and a half times pot. I'm moving in. Like, it's fine. It's completely reasonable. You yeah. have five blinds, six yeah. blinds, whatever. You have five blinds. I don't know why he doesn't move in on the flop. I don't know why he doesn't move in on the turn. That's really confusing to me. I, I, a lot of these plays, like I, I didn't really think this deeply about the rest of the hand except for the river until we started talking about it. And like a lot of these plays don't make any sense to me. I, kn- I knew before we started, because you had said this, you thought this might be a short podcast. And I was aware that like, I didn't, I was aware like the flop check from Reese was really surprising to me. I knew that didn't, I was like, I don't understand. Because I remember just seeing the river at one point. I'm like, how did we get to the river? I, I was worried money going in. Yeah, and I was worried that the loser preflop call was strange to me. Yeah, 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 right. So there's some weird stuff. So 
honestly, every street has been freaking bizarre. And guess what, people? It's going to get crazier. Yeah. So we've gone check, check twice now. Yeah. The river is the nine of hearts. So no flushes come in. It's now jack, jack, nine, nine, eight, jack, nine, eight, flop, jack, turn, nine, river. Yeah. Now, kind of out of nowhere, Loser moves in. Yeah. Just moves recent for 908K. Right. 1.5 pot. Um, so what is Loser repping? I guess he could have a weird jack. Yeah, I guess he could play a jack this way sometimes, just like hoping Reese is going to move in with a lot of things on the flop return. But it's weird then to move in on the river. Like, what's Reese supposed to call you with? Seems yeah, you would like... expect Reese doesn't have many ace highs, king highs, queen highs in his range because of pre-flop. Nope. Maybe you... queen highs, but probably not the other two. And you wouldn't expect queen highs because he flopped a gutter, and maybe that's like a go with it. Yeah, you would think. Although he didn't go with the open ender, so maybe we're wrong. But but yeah. So Loser's moving highs. in to get Reese off a chop. This is what's going right. on. Right. That's because what it is. Because he's like, well, Reese doesn't have an eight, doesn't have a nine, doesn't have a jack, because he would have for sure bet those at any point. Like, Reese is desperate. He doesn't right? have a queen because he was very likely to bet that. Kings and aces, he's for sure moving in pre-flop. So almost always, and like you would never expect a 10, by the way, because the open ender yeah, probably bet too. So in Loster's mind, he's like, okay, this is a free roll to get him off a chop. Feels like it. It's interesting that he decides to bet the full amount. when he, I don't know if he needs to bet. Can he just bet 600K? Yeah. Can he just bet pot? It's yeah. It's like, why do you have to give him the extra two blinds? Like, if he's going to call. Right. I guess in your mind, though, if you think it's a chop anyway, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why not just make it as bad as possible And it does for him? feel a lot like a chop from Loser's seat, doesn't it? feels like yeah. it's pretty it absolutely does. always Reese has two cards under the eight. Right. right? Reese like, didn't shove, never or never bet at any point. It's a chop almost always. Yeah. Right. So you're like, fuck you, fold. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, you, you may hate it, but you're folding. So fold. But it's not a chop. Reese has a 10. Reese has the lowest card that plays on the board is a 10. Yeah. Because he's got Jackson nines with a 10 instead of Jackson nines with an eight. Right. Um, and Reese is thinking about it. Yeah. Reese does not fold right away. Yeah. So I'm just going to say what happens and yeah, then we can go over You have it. to. Reese tanks for a while and he calls with 10 high and he's right. Yeah. And he wins the pot. He doubles up. He doubles up and uh, ends up not going out. In fifth place. Mm-hmm. Going on fourth place. Yeah, he makes a little extra money. So what led Reese to make this call? Well, it's weird. So on one level, I think the sizing by Loser actually becomes a little transparent, a little too transparent, and makes it a little easier for Reese to make a call here, where it doesn't look like value at yeah. all. It looks like he's desperately trying to push you off a chop. Right. Um, because if he had value, Reese has never shown any interest in this pot at all. Reese has gone, check, check, check. We've made it to the river. Now the guy bets one and a half times pot. Why would Ryan Reese be able to call all in for his life for one and a half times pot with anything? We shouldn't have anything to be able to call with. Yeah. So, so that's really problematic with the sizing. Why I actually like a bet of like 400 to 600 K way more, mm-hmm. way more. Um, it is a little contradictory though with then why isn't Ryan Reese shoving at other times, right? Like why didn't Ryan Reese bet flop or turn? Then, like, he didn't do it because he was afraid that Lozer was trapping? Because if Lozer yeah. was trapping, then Lozer could have you. And it's not like Reese was trying to set up the spot where he gets to hero with 10 high because, like... Right. It, even if that's the case, the equity denial is so much more valuable because the pot is so huge to Ryan Reese if he just wins it at any point. It's a really big deal. Yeah. It's a really, really big deal. I don't know. Is it possible Reese is sitting there thinking, like, Lozer never has an ace. He never has a king. 
Uh, he probably doesn't have a queen. He just would have shoved all those pre. Most likely. Um, hard to have a jack the way he played it. And also, there's only two jacks left. Hard for the to deck. have a nine. Hard to have a nine for the same reason. Hard to have a ten for the same reason. Um, if he has a ten, it's a chop anyway. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Um, it's actually significant to win the that some of the chips that are in there for Ryan Reese to you know to even get the chop does matter to him. Um, if Lozer has an eight and was like just check calling, like trapping that way, he's just been counterfeited. Yeah, and it looks like this is the only way to win the pot, maybe or no to get him off a chop because again yeah. it looks like a chop. Yeah, so it's just basically Lozer's Lozer sizing makes it a little too transparent that he's that it's a chop. Basically, is that what's going on? Feels like like that's what's going on. Maybe. What else could it be? Is Lozer only doing this with nines and jacks? Or does he have some ace highs that he's trapping with preflop that he's now hoping that Reese has like a queen or king high that he can call with? It seems really weird to me that if he had almost any ace high that he would not just move Reese in. I know, but it seems weird that he limps six deuce pre, so I don't know what the hell's going on. Excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. Um, If he's limping six deuce, he's got to limp some aces too, I think. Like, or else, what the hell are we doing? Okay. Maybe he's lumping a few really big aces. Yeah. But probably all his medium aces is just shoving, right? Because he's, yeah, not, he's not as thrilled about check calling, or yeah. you know, complete calling those. But um, so fine. He can have like ace queen and ace king. Is he really going to shove those trying to get heroed by a worse hand? Like what? It looks like Reese's has a chop at best. Yeah. How are you supposed to shove ace king? It seems absurd. Yeah. This seems is like the... you seems like you check ace high to let him bluff. This is the problem with the shove. You're and right. King high is like, the same. It looks very transparent that like. If Reese is good enough and Loser is good enough, which we know they both are, to understand that this looks very much like neither player beats the board right. as played because of all of the different factors involved here, that it looks transparently like shoving off a chop. And maybe that's what Loser was thinking. That's what he was doing. And it's totally okay because it's a complete free roll in his mind. Well, if Ryan Reese is truly, truly is playing the board, he may think like, usually we chop, but am, am I calling where my best upside is to chop? That's yeah. not good enough. Right. You know, and it probably isn't. Right. Like it sort of sucks to call only to Although chop. Although a chop is a big deal for Ryan Reese at this I point. No, it's one and a half blinds. Yeah. But at the same point, to put your life on the line to win, to only get half the pot sucks. As opposed to now that Reese has 10 high instead, he's putting his life on the line, but to get the f- more than the double. Yeah. That is a really big difference. It is. It's actually not more than the double now that I think about it because the ante was his. But he gets, the f- he gets a double. Um, it's a, I mean, it's such, such a better deal. To be able to have a showdownable, I mean showdownable, but a hand that at least plays versus one that doesn't, you know, versus playing the board. Yeah, I think this is actually a good call. I think it is as well because of this tr- seemingly transparent sizing. I mean, it'd be a little sick if Lozer turns over like a queen and like rolls his eyes like, I guess you win, you know, yeah. or something like that. Um, if they both have a 10, it really sucks too. But how does Lozer have never has a 10? Lozer's just going to move in and out I mean, with like, a 10. So un- infrequently has a queen either. So it's basically Loser and Loser, I don't believe, as we're saying, is going to actually shove an ace here. I just don't believe he's going to do for it. For value. Right. To be clear, like that would be and for not, value. And not as a bluff. No. He's not going to do it as a bluff either. So right. he's not shoving an ace. So now we're down to Loser's basically saying, I have a jack. Yeah. And Ryan, Ryan Reese's face is funny when he calls because he sort of like looks like annoyed and sort of like one of these things where you're sort of just forced into doing this thing and you're like, well, I fucking, well, okay. I mean, fine. He's sort of like almost grumbling to himself yeah. as he puts the chips in because he's like, this is going to be really fucking lame if I, if this guy turns over like a nine or a queen or, or like something. just King Jack. He just has yeah, King yeah, Jack. Yeah. Just something. Oh yeah. King yeah. Jack. Right. It's going to be super lame. Um, yeah. So, so I actually feel like I don't love how this hand was played. By these no. guys. I think Reese made a good call, though. Me I actually too. think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think 
it's kind of cool because if you have 16 blinds, you can't really call with 10 high no. in a spot. But when you have six and the next guy's got 16 and you have to gamble anyway and the spot looks like, this may be legit. This may be, this might be like my best spot to actually get a double. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't have it that often here. I should call. Like, and it looks like he's trying to get me off a chop, it's, which it yeah. isn't. It, it, it comes down to the sizing and, and the, all the checking. Like, Loser didn't show up pre, so he's so unlikely to have big cards, which would beat the 10. He didn't effectively shove at any point, so he re- rarely has a nine or a jack. Right. So, like, okay, I guess I call, because why would you bet so much unless you were trying to get me off of a chop? It's just so weird to, like, come out of nowhere and bet one and a half times the pot and, and put Ryan Riesel in without, without you having, like, a playing the board type spot. It's just so unusual and weird. Yeah. It's just so cool that Reese ends up calling with a hand where it is the weakest possible card, single card that plays on the board. That's right. The 10. It's, it's hard to find a spot where you can call with a hand like that. All the 10s play the same, but he even has the worst possible 10. Right? Yeah. He's got the 10 deuce. Not that it matters. Not, that doesn't matter. I know, all, I know, but, but it's funny. It's yeah. just funny with the same thing. It's like as weak as you can possibly be, but good enough. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's cool. And it's just, it's just like a classic. We see this a lot, I feel like, lately in these breakdowns where the story that's being told is not great. And we're like, but sometimes it just doesn't matter. And you have to be like strong enough as a, like an opponent to be able to like call when the story is bad. Yeah, you know. And by the way, be right because sometimes the story is bad and they have you um, in different ways. But uh, like having the the heart to make these calls, which we've seen a few times lately when the story is bad, is exciting to watch. You know, I really right. like watching players do that. It's yeah, it's cool. uh, it's probably a lot easier to make this call if you're a main event winner who's continued to have some success since then than it is yeah. if you're a guy who's trying to scrape by and you satellite it into this tournament. And no like, question. Yeah. But it's also, and it's also easier when you're short and you're like probably the next guy out. And yeah, actually, I mean, honestly, if you fold, you're like, cool. So now I'm down to five blinds, yeah. four and a half. And I've got three, I've got three hands before I'm uh, the big blind again. Yeah. I'm going to like really hope for some just monstrously bad hands in the blinds where I have the tiniest bit of fold equity or to pick up like the Jack 10 pick, suited and pick actually, up a hand that actually wins yeah. a showdown. Yeah, yeah. But like it's not a great spot. And yeah. so, so it makes it easier to gamble, but yes, there's no question. It's easier for Ryan Reese. I'm going to tell a quick story from a hand that happened. I would love a quick this story. Saturday, last Saturday. So I was playing in a, uh, the local $300 tournament and, uh, this guy who's been playing a lot of hands and is sort of aggressive and bluffy limps. He's been limping a lot. This kid who's pretty good raises everyone else folds. The flop is seven, seven, seven. The uh, first dude checks. The kid bets. The first dude calls. The turn is a five. The first dude checks. The kid bets 2,600. The guy raises to 6,300. The kid has like 9,000 total. The guy raises to 6,300. I was sitting there like, what in the world are you representing, buddy? Like, what in the world could you ever have? If you don't have quad sevens, you have nothing, right? Like, how could you ever have check raise here? Like, it seems crazy to check race. This is a terrible story. The kid finally, the kid thinks for a while and goes all in. The guy is like, ugh, I guess I have to call and calls with 9-10 off. Wow. So the board is 7-7-7-5, off. The kid turns over ace-deuce off. Nice. And I was like, hey, the kid got that this is a bad story and went with it. I love it. And then the guy was flummoxed. He... He could not believe the kid. He's like, I have no idea how that happened. And I was sitting there like, well, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> I get what happened. But it was, it was really cool to watch him tell a terrible story. And the kid had the heart to uh, make the play, make the right play. And the kid held. I and assume. the kid held. And uh, he then busted me like a half hour later. Oh, kid shouldn't have held. He got very lucky on the river. <laughs> not That's, very lucky, that whatever. Kid's a, that kid's a piece of shit. I hate that kid. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, was, it was really cool to see. 
So, uh, so just it's, even in a smaller tournament, like this, this absolutely can happen where you tell a bad story against the wrong player, they're going to punish you. Yeah. I mean, we are guys, you shouldn't tell a bad story. Against, absolutely. For sure. I absolutely am willing to bust if you tell a bad story. I'm not <laughs> sure about this call. Like, I think it's the right call. I don't know if I could have made it. The one that know. Ryan Reese made. I don't here. know if I could have made this call either. Yeah. I'd be just worried that like, can you have queen high? Like, I just be like, this guy is like so advanced. He's going to have hands that I don't understand why he has them. Right. And they're going to be better than my I agree. hand. I agree. And, and this is gonna... where Ryan Reese has the advantage of like, he's played with these guys a yeah. lot. He's played with man and I'm sure a lot. Yeah. And he's played like uh, in these spots a lot. You know what I mean? Or he's played against this level of competition. He's used to how these guys think when Lozer completes, he probably has a better and the line goes the way the line goes, you know, check, check, check until the, the shove he's clearer about, Oh yeah, this is, this is just him trying to get me off a chop. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would probably not have the heart to make this call, I'm afraid. If, I, if we were five left in an EPT, I think I'd probably just throw my hand away. But I would have shoved the flop, in fairness Yeah, I would have absolutely shoved the flop. So I would have won the pot. I would have won a much smaller pot, actually, yeah. though. Ryan Reese trapped him with 10 high. It was a nice, he helmuthed him. <laughs> That's right. I just show him the nuts. Helmuthed him with the Doyle. That feels like weird. He doiled him with the helmuth, buddy. Don't do that. That's dirty. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Don't doyle somebody with a helmuth. <laughs> Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life and I took a minor break But I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home